Good day everyone, welcome back to the Curly Questions Podcast. And today, we're going to talk about the biggest nightmare in our life, that is, rejection. Every day we shoot for the unlikely, whether it's applying for a job, pitching an idea, or even asking for a date. We face the possibility of a rejection every day. A few weeks ago, in my email, I saw the headline, Let's Talk About Rejection, by Rahul. And I thought I'll brief the very possibility of rejection by asking him to be on this show. Obviously, I didn't get rejected, so here I am with Rahul. So Rahul is an engineer with a master's in international business. In another life, he was a project manager in the telco industry, and after coming to his senses, he fell into the social enterprise and startup world in Melbourne. He has cut his teeth working for startups, founded a consultancy business, and now runs the Disruptive Business Network, an event series and consulting service that look at how new ideas and technology are changing business. So first up, I'd like to welcome Rahul to the show. And let's really start by asking the first question that sparked this podcast episode. What makes you even want to talk about rejection? Mm-hmm. So over to you, Rahul. Thank you for having me, Lee. And uh, thank you for subscribing to the Disruptive Business Network. Um, firstly, I want to say, I mean, I, I don't want to talk about rejection. It's not a pretty topic. But I think we have to talk to talk about rejection, and I think what made me send out that newsletter was really rejection is pervasive, mm-hmm. whether yep. in our personal lives or professional lives, mm-hmm. and it's something that most people deal with, mm-hmm. and it's really about um, how you deal with it. Mm-hmm. That's that is the question. Yeah, it's always a hard topic, isn't it? Um, Give us some examples of rejection that you have encountered, whether it's working life, personal life, or just something that you feel really strongly about. Hmm. Yeah, some rejection that I've seen in previous examples. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think in my professional life, so my background is in engineering. Uh, I And after I did engineering, I was in project management for about close to seven years. And towards the end of seven years, I thought, yeah, this is not quite for me. And um, so I went back to uni, I did a master's in international business. And then after I finished the master's, I thought, okay, I want to get into consulting. Mm-hmm. And and I thought I would be a shoo-in because I was an engineer with a master's degree. Yeah. But it took me eight months of constantly applying and getting rejected mm-hmm. every day. I would have sent out hundreds and hundreds of resumes. Uh, I did get a couple of interviews, but nothing proceeded from that. And then that really affected me. Mm-hmm. That's a relationship ended at the time, and it was really this period of, wow, what what is my value? What what how do I contribute to the world? And I think what I learned from that were firstly two things. Firstly, is that. I think sending out resumes is probably the worst way to look for a job. Um, I should clarify that. Yeah. Blindingly sending out resumes is the worst way to look for a job. Yeah. Because for one thing, a lot of companies now have software that deals with a bulk of resumes that come in and yeah. they automatically cut out mm-hmm. um, a whole bunch of resumes yeah. depending on how the keywords match and so on. Mm-hmm. Two is a lot of companies usually have an internal person in mind when they advertise a position 
but they're legally required to advertise. Mm -hmm. And so that automatically cuts out mm. from that job. Mm. And so, yeah, and I think that's what I learned is that it wasn't personal. Mm. It was really about culling the pack. How did you get to the point where you realize it's not personal? I mean, personally, I have been through many job rejection. Mm -hmm. I was jobless for like, when I first graduated from school in, in Singapore, it was during the economic crisis. Mm -hmm. I was jobless for like a good five to six months. Really not pretty in a country like Singapore. Yeah. Um, they expect you to be employed within like two months because mm -hmm. there's, there's a blue, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a big market out there, but I guess I kind of suffered the same like, oh, am I not good enough? Um, did I not articulate myself well? Mm -hmm. How do you kind of came to realize that it's probably not the best way to apply for a job by sending a CV? Yeah, and, and I think it was really what happened after that. Mm -hmm. And what happened after that was I thought, screw it, I'm not going to apply for any more jobs. Mm -hmm. And that's when I started going out and speaking to people. Mm -hmm. I started going to meetups. I started looking at meetups and looking at meetups and going, okay, what interests me? I just went to every single meetup that interested me. Oh. And uh, that's where I kind of built up mm -hmm. a network. And that's when, that's when I started talking to people and, and people then started finding value in what I was contributing. Then I started volunteering. Mm -hmm. And from that, that led to me working for a startup. Mm. And then that led to me getting like a, a consulting job and I, and I think so then reflecting back on those eight months was blindly applying for jobs this is what people told me mm -hmm. this is what people said is that this is how companies operate this is what they do mm. and so and I think when it comes to especially blindly applying for jobs is that you don't get that immediate feedback as to why mm. why you were rejected yeah, because very often you get a job application. I mean, you send in a job application and you just say, that, "Hey, you're not successful." But like, yeah, and it's really this templated, yeah, re response that you get. Yeah, and you feel pretty yeah. bad though. Like, yeah. you know, you send like ten resumes over the weekend. Like, none of them hit it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Wow. And and I think just because you get one rejection, that does that does not mean the market rejects you. Mm -hmm. So it's really, and I think why I kind of recommend going out and meeting people and building a network mm -hmm. is that you get their opinions mm -hmm. and you get their feedback and then, and that's how you improve so that the next rejection, so the next application then you have a better chance of getting the job. Mm -hmm. It sounds like um, one way to recognize a rejection could be, you know, talking to people that like you mentioned. Yeah. Try to distinguish is this a rejection of me or is just a rejection that's not personal, right? I mean don't don't mm. take it personally, rejection is not rejection of a person, it's just rejection because you know, like you say keywords doesn't match. Mm -hmm. I think it's, it feels like it's important to distinguish that bit from your personal self. Yeah. Um because rejection is where you get really upset and you, you start spiraling down yeah, and that's yeah. where you know depression and everything kick in after a series of rejection. Yeah. Yeah. A and uh, yeah, and I think that's mm -hmm. what's really important is getting personal feedback. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. And what, what about like other forms of rejection that you might have encountered? Because you mentioned that you start your own consultancy, you've been through mm -hmm. a fair bit. Um, 
yeah, how, how do you kind of like step us through how do you tackle some of some of the challenges? Because you know it's easy to say, um, yeah, let's, let's, it's not a rejection, but sometimes when you're in the moment, hmm. it's really hard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think that that's another thing is is starting your own business <laughs> is that the business comes from your idea. It's almost like your child, and then sometimes you put your ideas out there, and then there's you hear nothing. Crickets. Yeah. <laughs> And that's, I think, harder to take as well. Um, and, and I think that's really, it just means that your idea is not perfected yet. It just means that you have more work to do. It means that maybe you have to find a new market. Mm. And it, it kind of then depends on, okay, do I, am I in love with this idea or am I in love with being an entrepreneur? Mm. Because if you're just in love with that idea and that idea doesn't work, mm -hmm. then you have to go back and get a job. But if you if you are in love with being an entrepreneur, then you say, okay, that didn't work. Let's try something else. Mm. And and what what makes you hit the conclusion that you know it's maybe it didn't work? Like how long did it take you to get to that space? Of like re recognizing that hey maybe the rejection for my startup idea is because the idea doesn't have a product market fit it doesn't have that I I don't know like how do you how do you kind of get to that recognition around um, that I need to change my way of thinking I, I'm saying that because um, in my previous life I also run a startup mm -hmm. on financial literacy mm -hmm. and I get a lot of rejection from customers and what I find really hard was. Um, I feel that I get rejected because I can't, I can't sell, hmm. right? How do you recognize whether it's a, you can't sell or is it, I don't know, it's quite hard because it's so much noise. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that's where you, say, say my business is an events business, so the feedback is kind of immediate in that it's, it's um, either I sell tickets or I don't. Mm. So that's, so that's, kind of an immediate response to whether the idea works or not. Um, and then I go, okay, I need to sell, say, 100 tickets to make this event work. Yeah. If I've sold, say, 20 in the first few weeks, then I know that there's some traction. And all I need to do is then add some marketing dollars to it and get it up to 100. Mm -hmm. If I sell five in the first two weeks, then I, then I think, okay, Either I, I need to reduce my expectations of what this event could be because I've still sold five tickets, which mm -hmm. means there is mm -hmm. a market there, or I need to try something else. Mm -hmm. So, so also if you put your an idea out there, mm -hmm. you need to see what works, and then maybe focus on that, and then and then if you do that, you need to think, okay, how do wh what do I need to do to make this work? Either I lower my expectations. Or try something else, or you know, build another. Is there another business model around this? Um, say, for example, when YouTube started, their initial idea was an online video dating site. Oh, didn't know that. Yeah, like it was all. Should I say one of their original ideas? Yeah. But what they found was that that didn't work. Mm -hmm. But people just loved uploading videos, silly videos of themselves. Mm -hmm. So that's what they they focused on, and built another business model around that. Yeah, 
I guess it's also come from a point that they didn't take the rejection personally. Yeah. And they feel like, oh, you know, it's a rejection of me, therefore I should stop trying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So that's interesting. Hmm. Hmm. And, and I think, yeah, it also comes down to, I think, personal resilience and grit. So grit is, is just really your ability to pick yourself up and just keep moving forward. But also, you need to have humility in that, okay, say my previous exam- example of I need to sell 100 tickets. Mm-hmm. If I've sold five, mm. then I need to accept that and go, okay, maybe I need to scale this down. Maybe I need, need to make it a more intimate event. Mm. Um, yeah. That's okay. Um, I think the other thing is, I think in school, right, I, I don't know about you, but I, I had a lot of rejection in school, like being a very quiet kid and all that. Um, and it's a kind of different rejection, like you don't really have friends. Yeah. Um, and you know, being humans, we always like to be in community, that's how we are, you know, yeah. from, from the Stone Age, right? Mm. Um, it almost feels like rejection might have destabilized our need to feel belong. Mm. Um, in that context, do you have any like experiences? Like, how do you? Yeah, it? I, I think the problem with school as well is that it's a very close community, mm-hmm. and also you feel like when you're in school, like that's your whole world around yeah, you. Yeah, sure. And then if you find that you don't find your place in that world, you feel like you're nothing. I had some experience with that as well, mm-hmm. but I think what you would need to realize is that that's not your world. The world is the world. And what's, what's I suppose, a great thing about the internet is that no matter what, how obscure your interest, whatever, no matter how obscure your interest might be, you will find a community out there with those same interests. Mm. It's just a matter of looking. And like, e- even in Melbourne, you know, it, it's, it's amazing. There's a community for everything here. And it's really about going and going out there and finding those people. Yeah, but I mean, I guess when you feel rejected, it's quite hard to like get a, get a self-awareness and consciousness. Mm. Because you mentioned greed, right? I mean, on top of greed, it feels like I almost need to be really mindful of how I feel. Mm. Why am I feeling that way? Um, and also being conscious around how I feed this emotion yeah. in some ways. Mm. And how do I choose not to feed that emotion? Yeah, and I think... If, if you're feeling those emotions, it means it's there for a reason. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a theory, I have no way of putting this, but, but I think evolutionary, mm-hmm. uh, the reason why this fear of rejection is there is that back in the hunter-gatherer days, if you were rejected by your tribe, it meant death. It literally meant death. Oh, okay. Yeah, because you wouldn't be able to survive on your own. You needed a community around you okay. wow. to, to survive. But that does not apply to today, although we still harbor those same emotions. Mm-hmm. So you're right. I think it's it's really it's it's I think dealing with rejection is an emotional problem. The way to deal with that is to b- bring some reason behind it. Mm-hmm. And and I think it's a really it, it it is a cognitive exercise of maybe telling yourself that okay maybe I don't fit into this school, but that does not mean I won't fit into this world. It's a big world out there. There is, there are people like me out there. It's just a matter of going out there and finding that. And when I say school, it could be company or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Wow. 
I think like just the way that our our brains are wired in a way that we tend to go down the path of least resistance. Like, you know, yeah. I feel that way. I feel that way one month ago. Oh, it's okay. I feel that way one month later. Doesn't matter. Hmm. Yeah. I think yeah, definitely the path of least resistance. Resistance, but also there's this need for immediate gratification. Hmm. And I think maybe social media is contributing to this. And I think people are feeling that okay, my Instagram is full of people of living the life, doing meaningful work, yeah. you know, and then going to Bali and drinking cocktails on the beach. Mm. But I think that's, a, Instagram just gives you the rose-colored view of the world. Mm. That's not what it's like. And I think maybe that's why people tend to go, okay, I don't like my job and I apply for this really cool looking job it doesn't happen and so I close in on myself yeah it's really common syndrome mm. I mean I, I, I mean I'm, I've experienced it myself too but hey I, mm. I think I'll get a job by the end I didn't get it mm. like and you know what happens sometimes I actually go back to LinkedIn after a few months hey who got a job <laughs> I'm like mm, am I not any better yeah and there's like rejections surfacing in a different way yeah and I don't really know how to describe that emotion but it's just like hmm why did I why was I rejected and I don't know how that manifests in other ways. Yeah, and, and I think this is um, Alain de Botton, who's a philosopher and founder of School of Life. He has this TED, TED talk on success. Mm. And he's like, like, we look at the queen, we think she's successful, but we really don't feel bad that she is successful because she's the queen. That's not reachable for everyday people like us. Mm. But then you see a friend on Instagram mm-hmm. who's got this amazing job and then there's that burning sense of it's a mixture of jealousy rejection all of that mm-hmm. and and i think yeah we have to have maybe a slightly nuanced view of really what success is yeah oh, okay sounds like mm, rejection is tied in in with the definition of success and how that is perceived in current society mm. yeah and and how would you kind of if we go off on another tangent really quickly, like how, how do you see success as? Because that's quite core to rejection, right? And how yeah. do you feel about it? Yeah. yeah. I, I think for me personally, it's um, what I've really tried hard to do is kind of divorce myself from success being the acquisition of material things. Mm. For me, success is, and I, and I haven't reached there yet, is, is for one thing, I think being financially independent on my own terms hmm. and yeah in terms of a professional view that's what I view as success now when I say financially independent I mean looking after myself through the value I create for others through yeah. my business mm-hmm. and that does not mean it has to be a multi-billion dollar business it has for me for now in the immediate future if I can keep my head above water financially, doing what I love, that's success for me. Mm. Mm. Wow. I guess then, that is your definition of a success. It sounds like you, you kind of really got it pretty much nailed. Mm. Guys, how you feel, usually? 
like you know that this is what you're up for. Um, if and if you don't like somebody throw a negative feedback on you, you don't kind of take it personally because you know that that's not you. Mm-hmm. You know your truth. You know how does it look like for you if you're successful and mm-hmm. how you're not doing something because what other wants you to do. Yep. Hmm. And and did you get to your own definition of success after you know many experience? Yeah, I mean it. Say when when I was at my old job, I, you know, I was kind of project engineer. I was making not making great money, but making enough. Mm-hmm. And I found that I was just spending money on this silly things like going out on the weekend and yeah. you know alcohol. I'd spend like hundred to two hundred dollars a week. And that was an illusion of success or happiness that I had. Mm-hmm. Since now, what I found is that what really makes me happy is kind of quiet time reading and so on. Mm. And and so yeah, so it, it took it took me having that experience of making good money, kind of wasting it, realizing that this is not what happiness means for me mm-hmm. and kind of arriving at my definition of what that would mean. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's always quite a long path to kind of, I think, I think get to the root cause of the rejection mm-hmm. and finding a way to deal with it. So it feels like in summary, it takes, you need to really know yourself, know your, know your truth, yeah. um, being aware of what is happening in your surrounding, what caused you to feel that way. Is it, was it an emotion that you feel you want to let it linger and fester around. Mm-hmm. Um, um, just wondering if you have anything, if you have anything else to add on rejection. I, I think it really comes down to perception, mm-hmm. and it, and like I said earlier, just because, and this could be your dating life as well. Just because someone rejects you, this does not mean the market rejects you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is kind of. Uh, gone down and it's almost mythology now how say JK Rowling was rejected by 15 publishers before she hit it big with Harry Potter yeah that was classic yeah <laughs> and and I think that's the I, I, I can't speak for JK Rowling but, but I think that's the realization that she had but I think also she got feedback from each rejection that she got mm-hmm. and that made her next submission even more likely for success yeah so I think if you're looking for a job, stay away from Seek. Mm-hmm. Try and build up your networking muscle, mm. and get out there, speak to people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a suggestion could be you find someone with your ideal job mm-hmm. in the company that you'll ideally like to work for. Reach out to them directly on LinkedIn. Ask them out for a coffee and ask them, mm. "How do I get to your job in five years?" <laughs> there you go. Top yeah. three tips for, for <laughs> securing a job. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, it sounds like pretty much near the topic of rejection. I think at least to get us to recognize what it is, how to deal with it. Um, do you have any last thing to add on on rejection at this stage? I think yeah. I think it's important to have some kind of grounding mm-hmm. daily ritual. Mm-hmm. Like for me, no matter what, I I meditate every morning. And then I journal for 10 minutes every day and I exercise and I read. Every day? Every day. So, and that's kind of my my zen, my happy place, whatever you want to call it. 
So no matter what happens outside of that, I come home to that. So that kind of brings me back to myself. Mm. So th- those are my examples. I think it's important to find your own. It could be playing sport, it could be working out, it could be walking your dog, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But find your Zen place mm. and then do it every day. Yeah, find your Zen place, find a routine that works for you, that help you kind of break away from the noise, especially yeah, yeah. in you know in today's society with a lot of social media. Yeah. Uh, and spend as little time on social media as possible. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that that warrants yeah. another topic around addiction to social media and how that shapes the culture. Yep. Yeah. Uh, well, that's a big one though. Mm. Cool. Um, I think we pretty much come to the end of the podcast. Yeah, I'd like to thank you for joining us on this episode. Um, is there anywhere that um, the listeners could find you somewhere? Yeah, uh, my the name of my business is the Disruptive Business Network. So you can find it on if you just go to disruptivebusinessnetwork.com. If you want to email me, I'm just Rahul at so that's R A H U L at disruptivebusinessnetwork.com. That's all one word. Cool, awesome. Thanks, Rahul. Thank you, Lee.